think we should also discuss about what does it mean to us using AI in education, but also on the level of of our strategy as, a, as an educator, as an education institution. Welcome to the New Work and New Organization podcast, hosted by the Planet and Partner Think Tank. I am Helena Pleinert and I would like to welcome our guest, Roy Franke, expert in AI for education. Thank you, Helena, and it's a pleasure to be here. Roy, you are an entrepreneur or rather a multipreneur with your consulting company Get Together and Social Business Sugar Cup. And in a part-time capacity, you are also the head of digital at the Cantonal School EB Zurich, and you teach academically in the areas of marketing and innovation. So that's quite a portfolio. I would like to welcome you again, also on behalf of my co-host, the Campbell, our planet and partner mascot and special advocate for sustainability and the long-term view. Uh, today, we will be speaking about AI in training and education. So that leads me to the first question. How did you get to focus in that area? Well, as, as you already mentioned, <laughs> I mean, in quite different areas active, but mostly it's, it all, always happens something to be to do something with education and, and technology. And for several years, I'm I'm in the area of let's call it digital learning or how can technology um, generate an added value in in education. So this is why finally that also my focus went over to artificial intelligence or to AI because I see a huge potential there um, for for education, not not just using a tool as you use it in in daily business, but more in thinking. What can be the impact if you use such a tool or what can be an added value that you can generate with, with such a tool? In a nutshell, how would you describe it? What is it? What does it do? You mentioned uh, areas where it can generate uh, value. How would you list those areas? I, I, I think that, that um, artificial intelligence as, as per se is not something new. We, we have it for several years with us, but I think that the thing now, and I think there's the, the impact and the potential is that more or less everybody now can, can use it. So for example, if you take ChatGPT, that gives the, the possibility both for me as a teacher to be more efficient, for example, or to have more ideas, have like a, a virtual assistant that, that helps me creating classrooms, creating materials, creating new new settings. Um, but it also helps students to well to to have one tool more to, to get more insights in, in different topics. So I think there's, there's a huge or different areas where, where we can use this this technology. We have seen a lot of um, skepticism as well, mm -hmm. especially also in the education community concerning the, the use of AI, the question whether it is beneficial or whether it will lead to cheating by students and so on. What are your thoughts? I think this is, this is a good point that you bring up. And I would like to add that perhaps we have to see it from, from two sides or from two angles. The one, as you mentioned, is the question of exams. So let's put it in simpler words. Can I still do my same 
exam as a teacher, as I have done it before, but now because now ChatGPT can do it, um, or the classical exams that the student has to write a document, now it can be done by, by artificial intelligence. I'm not a friend of how can we stop this trend. I think it's more important to, to think this, this technology will stay with us. And also the students afterwards, they will use it in, in their daily business life. So the question is more, how can I integrate this technology? Also integrated in, in my exams, that the students can use this technology. But what can I change to my exams that I still have the, the same results or the same feedback? So for example, what I mean by that is, thanks to, let's say, once again, ChatGPT and tools like that, it's easier and, and faster to write a document. Um, but just handing in this document, well, it doesn't prove really that the student has understood um, what he what he has written or what has he given in order to, to be written. So I think the, the opportunity that we have there now is that as a teacher, I still can demand that I want to have a written part, but afterwards I go into an um, expert discussion, for example, with my student. Um, and especially there, I will I will see if the student has understood what he was learning and what he was writing, because then he has to explain it and we can go into deeper in their face. Or the other thing would be that still the student has to write something and he will be encouraged to use technology, but afterwards i also want to see some kind of a product for example as you mentioned i'm, I'm also coming off the area of startup um, so for the the idea could be that the student is writing some kind of a business case but also afterwards i would like to see that he creates by himself a prototype a physically or digital prototype and that he explains why he did this prototype this way so i think this, these are points where i better can check and i think it's more realistic also on, on the other side and perhaps to add what what I feel is a little bit a pity or, or it's just one piece of the cake, the discussion about exams. I think we should also discuss about what does it mean to us using AI in education, but also on the level of of our strategy as, a, as an educator, as an education institution. How does it fit in our cultural mindset? How does it fit in, in our strategy? How does it how can we support our employees, our, our teachers? Um, and honestly, I do not see that this kind of discussion started yet. So we are still in, I think we are still in the first phase, play around with the tool and and perhaps protect things from the past because we are afraid of what might come. Indeed, uh, you, you said it, uh, the genie is out of the bottle and we can't put it back. Uh, you mentioned the side of utilizing AI for the strategy of, uh, uh, of schools for teaching can you elaborate well, for me it's more the that the the school has a, has a clear vision what is their strategy in general and where comes ai into to that um, strategy so can the school by itself use ai to have an impact on on establishing their school or on, on achieving their their goals but also within the strategy, what I meant is also that the school has a good understanding of what is their culture and how do we work together and where can there perhaps AI have an impact that, that helps us. And instead of just saying no <laughs> and let's go back to the old world and reflect how we do things today and where do we want to be by tomorrow and can AI help us on this way. 
I see. Now you have focused strongly on the education side, but there is also the corporate training side. Would you like to add something? Is it the same or are there other, other aspects? I think one, one part which is, I think, similar to, to, the, to the education side is that as a learning and developer, I also have to be aware where can I use this technology in my internal trainings and where does it generate an impact? I think also one, one point can be how can I become more efficient? Not, not in the sense of cost, well, perhaps it, in the end it's cost saving, but, but I always have in mind, if I save time, I can use this time for other things, for other things that have more impact. So for example, if, if we take the learning and development or the corporate learning, if I create some, how do you call it, like, like a, a movie, a learning video, or I'm recording myself, for example, I'm recording myself um, with a presentation of 10 minutes, now with AI, I can use a, a digital avatar, for example, or with, with tools like HN, for example, that can translate my voice into different languages. So I think I gain efficiency there. Instead of recording my, my input several times in different languages or get it translated by somebody, or if, if I later on have to change something in, in, my, in my recording, it's, it's easier if it has been done with, with such tools um, instead of starting once again to recording. So I think this is one part and um, where it has an impact. And I think the other impact is also, or, or I think where we have to think about is, um, how do we support our employees in a company in general with these kind of tools? So, where do this for, for especially generative AI, where does it have a, a, an impact or supports my employees in their daily work? Um, how can I train my employees to become aware of using this and these tools? And by the end, and I think it's both in corporate and in education, I think we should also help our employees and our students to think critical and to, to ask the output that I get from such tools, is it really real, relevant, or is it just hallucinated as, as still these tools are doing? And I think this is also a task that we have to do as an educator. It doesn't matter if it is in a corporate area or in school area. Yeah, you have a good point that, in fact, it may be freeing up capacity and energy for critical thinking instead of just, uh, for example, gathering information which can be automated. So yes, these are interesting trends. You talked in the beginning about text-based AI, like asking mm -hmm. ChatGPT a question, but then you also mentioned video, for example. Could you give us an overview of different tools and media that can be utilized in education or corporate training in connection with AI? Yeah, so, so the, the tools that, that we are using or that I'm using, as, as you said, is on the one part is, is the text part. And I think, I think there are different tools that you can use for generating text. In, at least for myself, it's a little bit playing around or, or have the task solved by different tools so that I get a more differentiated um, result. So if I use Perplexity or if I use Bing Chat or, or ChatGPT, um, also, you mentioned the, the part of, of the video. I see there the, the advantage, as, as I told, it, it's, it's easier and, and less, less complicated to, to 
create videos and especially to re-edit them. So one idea would be uh, to have a look at HN. And on the, the other side is also the, the image side so that I can use or generate image that I can use, for example, to make my case studies more realistic because I have some image material there that I can use. Um, but I could also use it, for example, to promote my educational products. And uh, also there, I think image is always an eye-catcher. So it's interesting points there. I would like to go back one more time to the questions of the skeptics and critics. There is this question of how is it possible to verify that something is uh, authentic when you can create a lot of content that is not that you could either pretend is yours but is not yours or you could then pretend it's somebody else's and it's not theirs uh, and not just in text also in in pictures and in video and in voice so some people would say this is scary mm -hmm. I, well, I think for, on, on the one side, as, as we mentioned, I think one one thing that we have to do is to train our people to be more critical, to more ask themselves what what is the impact when I'm using such tools and and how can I handle it with that. And and uh, the the other point, for example, if it comes down to to the text generation, um, I see there a big discussion of. Um, should should we allow it or should we shouldn't we allow it? Um, how can we check check it if it has been written by AI or by a human? And I think this is quite difficult to to answer this question. So, for example, even OpenAI discontinued their own tool to check if a, a text has been written by AI or not because it's not too accurate in that sense. So, for example, I, I once put the three first page of the Old Testament into four different tools um, to check if it has been written by AI. And with a, it said with 98%, um, it has been written by, by AI. So I'm asking myself if I'm living like in the movie of Matrix, <laughs> where everything has been built up by, by computers and AI. I'm now just joking around, but as, as you can see, even even so, and I think it's even more difficult than to to get into the discussion, coming back to, to education. Now, if, if I if I talk with a student and I, I assume that this has been written or has the image has been generated by, by a tool and not by himself, it's quite difficult to prove it. So instead of fighting about how to prove it and to prove it, and I think you will always lose because you do not have the best arguments, um, we should find other ways to, to go with this topic. This is an interesting experiment that you related there. And uh, yes, I agree with you. I think the point is to think out of the box and mm -hmm. um, also to consider all the opportunities that we have. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that leads me to the next question. And that question comes from my co-host, Campbell, who thinks in the long term. Campbell would like to know where you see the positive areas of impact in the mid, in the long term of these technologies. Well, well I think at, at the moment, especially now AI, it's, it's, it's quite a hype. It's something fascinating. Everybody's playing around. What I think in, in mid or in long, well, I think more in the mid term, um, it will become a commodity. It will really become something normal. So, for example, at the moment, everybody is talking about you have to prompt. 
some some people are even speaking about there's a new profession called prompt engineers so people who know how to best write the commands in, into these tools um but i think this this is all just right now at the moment i think in, in near future um, this technology is integrated in our daily life and we will not even recognize it as we as we do it by today so for example microsoft copilot that, that will be rolled out it's more integrated in in the normal office tools so for example if i'm writing a text automatically it proposes me how to finish this text or propose me to generate an image that might fit to, to my text so i think i think the trend goes into, into this direction that it becomes more more normal and so the the impact so I think I think the impact is 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 still the same as it is is today. <laughs> Perhaps it's it's even more difficult to realize that 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 it has an impact and and as coming back to the critical thinking because it gets such normal in our daily life that we do not realize that AI has has done this work instead of a human. Now at the moment, we, at least I still realize when I use ChatGPT because I'm using. Some, consciously such a tool but when it is integrated in a word um so i think the impact is still the same but i think it gets even more important that we are aware of this technology and to ask ourselves what what it generates there and personally my my hope coming back to education is that it has an impact in the education in the sense of how do we train how do we create curriculums syllabus i think also that there is a change or should be a change in the role of an educator so instead of standing in front of a class and teaching eight hours with three thousand powerpoint slides i think educators should become more like a coach more like i take you by your hand or i i be i am with you on the same walk of your learning journey i support you there and perhaps also some kind of technical knowledge at least a little bit more than just as a user level is needed for for educators just to understand what happens and to explain it to their students that's a beautiful image <laughs> and that leads me again to the next question what would be your most important recommendations for business uh, that be it uh, businesses that are in education or any kind of businesses that are uh, doing their own corporate training so i think the first question as, as i mentioned before is on the strategic level um, do we have this this ai integrated in our strategic mindset in our thinking and then one way to to implement it or get more on, on the hands side is for example draw up a whole line of my process when i have to create a new education product so it starts by having an idea well it starts by i see there's a need for some topic to be trained then i'm brainstorming what do we really want to do generating learning objectives until it comes to the point to generate content and so on so i think this is like a process and on this whole process to think about where can ai help us to become more efficient to become or to to add a value um, of it so i think there are several points where we could use this technology on, on the whole process but i think the challenge is that once you have to sit down and write down this 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 whole process to be aware of it 
and then to see where can I put AI into it. I see. So is there any particular point you would like to highlight in the in the end? I think although it's I think although it's still a hype, I'm nevertheless I think now it's it's the the point where we have to start also as a recommendation. So start small, make your first steps, get some experience. And I think it's a good way to to be in some kind of a community where you can share your thoughts and your experience. So for sure, it helps if you have somebody who, who helps you um, on, on your journey. But I think it also helps if you be together with, with people or with companies in, in the same stage that you can share the experience and and make together these, these steps instead of that everybody's doing the same <laughs> failures and learnings. Because it all now happens so fast. So I think it's it's also a challenge to be up up to the up to date. So the question is how how can we also accelerate our learning experience to follow? Many thanks. Many thanks for your insights. Many thanks for being with us here today. It has been a pleasure having this conversation. And thanks also. for sharing for your thoughts with our audience. Thanks a lot for the invitation and uh, looking forward um, what happens here in, in this area.